Genre. Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are breaking through Disney's The Little Mermaid one minute at a time. I'm Kester Dorowski. I'm Andrew Dorowski. And today we are joined by Joe Dorowski from the Protagonist Podcast. Thank you for having me. Also, also my fan. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> this is the last name I have revealed. Really? Wow. <laughs> How many Dorowskis could there be in the world? Uh, about 50 or so. Only <laughs> half of them are our family. About to be one more pretty soon. <laughs> yes. Today we are discussing Minute 26, which begins with Scuttle and Ariel staring at an unconscious Prince Eric. It ends with Grimsby being heard from off-camera shouting Eric's name as Eric stares at this mermaid. That is but he doesn't the, know that she's the mermaid. Yes. Right? Sort of integral to the story. Yes. Minute 26 of The Little Mermaid features Scuttle trying to tell if Eric is dead. Eric breathing and proving that he is alive. Sebastian and Flounder washing up to the shore. And Ariel singing about how much she would love to be part of Eric's world. Before we get into this minute, I have to reveal something to the listeners of Dame. And that is that Kestra, beloved co-host of Dame, has the uncanny ability to just pause the DVD perfectly at the <laughs> second mark when the minute is over. So because I am part of the family, I'm actually here in person recording. Like, I live local. And right before we started recording, I said, hey, can we watch just the minutes one for a quick refresh before we go record? Kestra's like, yeah. And she went over to the Blu-ray, turned it on. And it was just playing, and then she paused it. She's like, that was the first minute. I was like, well, don't you need to check the timer or anything? And Andrew was like, no. It, well, it does, it does have the timer, but Kestra knows her, her minutes very precisely at this point. She is the one who does the bulk of the research and works with the uh, DVD the most. So she is the most prepared to handle all of that. And usually she uh, presses play and pause when I have to do my review of the minutes. And yeah, so she's, she's very good at that. She, she did... Uh, Misjudge it twice today. Uh, by like a by, second. By one yeah. second. By grand total of the five minutes with pausing, I think two seconds off. Grand total uh, across. One, well, one second off uh, in but, in two minutes. Yeah. So it wasn't even a total of two seconds off by the end of it. Yeah. So I, I was just super impressed by how well you know this movie and how well you know the minutes we're going to be discussing. <laughs> well, thank you. It it took a lot of time, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Uh, my first note is, so Scuttle flies down, and the, he does an interesting transition. I guess this would have been yesterday, technically, or, or last week's uh, last minute. He flies down, and there's a very interesting transition of him from being very bird-like to being very anthropomorphized and cartoonish, as he typically is. But then he, um, in this minute, he opens Eric's eye, and it is... <sighs> creepy. By open his eye, you mean he, he, peels, he inserts his feather fingers and peels all, <laughs> all eyelids out and open <laughs> and back and, and like stretched and the elasticity of that eyelid. Is that even like humanly physically possible at all? I mean, we are talking about a talking bird that just did this. So we already got a well, grain of salt on laws talks, of physics. He only talks to Ariel as far as we see. And yeah. Well, Ariel, Sebastian some, and, and, and Flounder. Flounder. Yes. There, there's some interesting limitations on uh, the talking of animals. Um, no mammals. 
speaking this entire film. Yeah, because there's the dog that's running around and uh-huh. has certainly and the... whales and dolphins seen, but they never speak. That's true. And in the animated series, uh, whales and dolphins do not speak. So are mermaids and mermen not mammals? Is that what we're supposed to deduce from this? <laughs> there's, some, there's some conversations <laughs> to be had. Because um, I'm pretty sure they have hair. Because that's like, what I remember is one part of the body. As far as conversing with marine life goes, uh, mammals are left out. But birds are in. So marine <sighs> birds, good to go. Fish and crustaceans, good to go. Marine mammals, no go. No. Okay. Well, as long as they're consistent. And I don't think we see any of the seals talk. I don't know. Are seals are seal mammals? I don't know. I feel like I want to say yes I to that. I want to say yes as well. But anyway. But, uh, yeah, you don't see seals talk. They they, they, they bark. They, they do bark. their seal they're, stuff. They're, they're beal barks. <laughs> <laughs> I was switching up letters. Their seal bark. I yes. was going to say Beal Sark. <laughs> um, hmm. And Scuttle continues his examination. Real quick, bit of research has been done on the fly. Seals are mammals. Okay. Our Excellent. instincts were correct. Excellent. Uh, Scuttle continues his examination uh, by listening to Eric's foot, which, again, his shoes were intact when he was rescued, as, okay. as were his pants. At this point, shoes are gone, pants are torn, his belt's missing. We don't know what happened. And, and Suspicious. his shirt is all... <laughs> untucked. <laughs> untucked and... So, it was a rough time getting him to shore, apparently. Yeah, apparently. But we didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> like, he made it through an explosion with those boots on. <laughs> maybe it maybe it loosened them and the fabric at his, at his calves. Yeah. <laughs> Just at calf height. Yeah. Which, <laughs> I don't, don't want any, okay, anything scandalous. Like, uh, no scandalous amounts of skin showed in yeah. this film ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Debatable. Um, but the I don't know why that is like the the archetypical shipwreck uh, effect is that your pants are torn at the calves. I mean, yeah. we later like, see like Grimsby you, too, and, 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 and your shirt is worn. Like, like there's like, a couple tear spots in your yeah, shirt, yeah. particularly like one shoulder. Yes, would be torn. Yeah, the seam. Like, the seamstress did a great job on one side, and then not so much. <laughs> not now, Eric's shirt is just untucked, so so great, great seam work on yeah. that. But but for some reason, I don't know why. Like, if you're watching a movie and there's a shipwreck, like check are those pants torn at at like calf height because they probably are and. That's not an easy thing to do. Like, your pants don't tear that high up Mm -hmm. very much. Yeah. Yeah, Well, it kind of reminds me, and this has nothing to do with Little Mermaid, but there's uh, a scene in the book series, The King Killer Chronicles, Name of the Wind, and... um, Wise Man's Fear. Wise Man's Fear. I think it's in Wise Wise Man's Fear, where uh, the main character is learning tracking, and he and he says to the person who's teaching him, he's like, "Well, what are we going to look for? Like a scrap of clothing?" And the guy's like, Pieces "No, thread. do not be an idiot." <laughs> he's like, "Have you ever torn a scrap of clothing out of your shirt and had it left behind on a stick? Like that is not how clothing rips." He's like, he's that's like, just stories. That's just stories. Like, oh, right. Yeah. And I feel like this is one of those moments where it's like we have this idea from story of how something like, looks. This is a, this is shipwreck. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. But is that what it would really be like? Probably not. Yeah. Like I've never had for any reason. Even, I think, by intention, pants that tore at the calf. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and they're torn in just, like, 
like a zigzag pattern, yeah, it, and then it's, it's just like, like what? Um, but like, well, you and know, it's not like you there's... Know you've seen it not only in this in this yeah. film, like, uh-huh. you right. know you've seen that right. for other shipwright shipwreck situations. And I feel like if that tear happened, like you'd have the scrap of fabric still there and like half getting caught on your foot with every step, like it would be mm-hmm. clinging by one section of fabric and not actually <laughs> often just frustrating you. No end. This mm-hmm. is a clean tear. Everything's gone. Mm-hmm. Blow the calf. Yeah. So. Yeah, the, the mechanics of clothing in shipwreck circumstances. <laughs> Suspe- suspicious. Very suspicious. And so with him, with Scuttle, trying to hear he listens. I can't, his I can't heartbeat hear, I can't hear a heartbeat through as he's the foot. foot. One, why would he think you could hear the heartbeat through the because foot? Because he's Scuttle, and he knows all of it. <laughs> right. But Ariel, wouldn't her heartbeat be in her chest? Uh, she doesn't have a foot to listen to. Yeah, so obviously, <laughs> but she she stares at him like she she's like, yeah. oh, he's right. He knows what he's doing, but she's half human. Yeah. Well, I was gonna get into this uh, in a second. Ariel then says, "Oh, he's breathing. It's okay." What does Ariel know about breathing? Well, she can do it. She's been up to the service more than her well, sisters, right? If, in this version, we don't know if she's like semi amphibious and like actually does. That's true. Breathing. How many airborne creatures? Or if she you? is relying on like holding a breath, or or you know, an, an extent like like a like an inverse dolphin. Dolphins can you know go like fifteen minutes okay. under the water. Right now, you know what? Now I've got questions about this. <laughs> so <laughs> when also, she comes to the surface, she's fine, and we just accept that she's fine. When she's underwater, she's fine, and we yes. just accept she that she's fine. She can also sing underwater and on the surface. The right. Same song with the same clarity. Like there's no as distortion for more. Anyway. Yeah. But what what is her actual physical apparatus for breathing underwater? We don't know. Okay. Just, uh, we've discussed I'm sure this has been broached so, some some questions of mermaid physiology uh, and biology and like we're not sure. We're just going to give that a pass. Um we have to, like how does she maintain her level in the water? Is it an air bladder? Is it just constant mechanical? fluttering of Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously uh, mermaids are allowed to remain motionless, so they're not like sharks, where they have to be in continuous motion to get water through the gills. Right. So there's some sort of pumping, um, right, to manage the water and the oxygen. We also had a question earlier because Sebastian said, "I will fix you something warm to drink," and so we weren't sure how mermaids drink something warm. Is it? It's got to be completely like a ball of something that's encapsulated. Yes, and then tossed up. Wait. <laughs> and so we talked. A lot what about, is warming like, it? Like, we talked a lot about. Um, What's their light source in the kingdom? Because it's very bright under the sea. Magic light. Uh, King Triton lit the the chandelier. I just want to get this out here. This is obviously more than I've ever thought about any of these questions. (laughs) And I want, part of me wants to say, why are we going so in depth? But then the other part of me is, this is why we're doing this podcast. Yeah, like, we're we're doing this to to have the opportunity. No one has ever put this much thought into some of these questions. But but this is the, the, this is the exact moment where we should be doing it. My main question in it is like, what does she know about breathing? Look, he's breathing. Like... In in the TV series, you kept a killer whale underwater as a pet dog. <laughs> and that killer whale had, should have died. Yeah, like they can go like maybe like half an hour. Like they're not they're <laughs> not like nights at a time underwater. Right. Um, and she keeps him in her bedroom, like hidden, hidden. Like, that that would have suffocated. Months. Ooh. Um. So I don't remember this series at all. Is the the. Mid nineties, they, they did. I mean, channel, I guess so. vaguely I know it existed, but mm-hmm. I don't think I ever. They I didn't did, know they she did had a, a Hercules one and Aladdin one. I do remember a Timon and Pumbaa one. 
I don't remember so much about the Timon and Pumbaa. Maybe that one was before they went to the other. Then. So it was before your time and these other ones were after. Possibly. Them. I'm uh, the older sibling for any listeners wondering. No. <laughs> there's why there's a little no, disconnect. No, was like 93. So yeah, it, was, it predates but they might have, But Lion King was predates, bigger, so they might have done Timon and Pumbaa before. Lion King. Predates Lion King. I know, but I'm saying as a TV show, they may have done Timon and Pumbaa before Little Mermaid. No, no the, the TV series, series started in 93. Oh, you're saying, I thought you were talking about the movie. I thought you said the movie. The film was 89. 89. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought you were saying the movie was 94. Clarified. Okay, well then I have no idea why I would know about Timon and Pumbaa, and you would know about Little Mermaid, because that yeah. flies in the face of my logic. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. No idea. Um, we have not done a full research into all of the animated yeah. series that Disney did based off their film properties. Just give it a couple decades, and you will have. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so my main question is, like, what does she know about breathing? And, like, could she have performed CPR? Do, like, does she have oxygen in her lungs? Does she have lungs? I mean, that's been a question. Because of her fluidity of movement in the water, we're not sure what her organ situation is. Right. Um, we had a discussion a few weeks ago about whether or not she has a pelvis and leg bones in the tail, or if it's a extended spine right. through the tail. I think we, we ended up saying on, on spine, spine, probably. And so the leg bones are, are new. Okay. Um, I just want to say about the listening to the foot for the heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing this in the theater, and I remember that was the funniest thing I'd seen. <laughs> it's a pr- it's a pretty good gag. <laughs> As a visual gag for kids, that is pretty perfect. Yeah. A seagull listening to a man's foot and saying, I can't hear a heartbeat, that got me as a seven-year-old. <laughs> I'd say that is a timeless gag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you both asked the question while we were watching it beforehand about birds' ears. And so I... Do they have them? So I, I went online. Is the internet going to fail us? Because it failed us a little while ago. A lot. It does not fail us this time. All right. Good week for the internet. <laughs> um, and birds, they they don't have, like, obvious ears. External ears. Right. At, like, except maybe owls who have, like, tufts, feather tufts that kind of shape, like, an ear okay. kind mm-hmm. of thing on their heads. But I went online and this person said that he went jogging once and he came upon a dead um, bird and brought it home and uh, parted some of the ears or the feathers on his head. (laughs) Not ears. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they just have two. And there is um, there is an ear hole like just below its eye. Okay. Aren't there ornithologists who might have been able to talk about this? Yeah, I feel like this didn't rely on a man in the forest jogging, <laughs> but we'll take it. We'll take what we can get. Ooh. Okay. So they do have ear, uh, ear canals yes. and and tympanic membranes. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever come across a dead bird? Yeah. Did you have the impulse to bring it into your house? No. Part the feathers and check for the dead, well. dead birds. <laughs> just appear to be riddled with disease inherently. <laughs> I was like five and. Um, at preschool, and we went outside. Or it might have been four, and we went outside uh, to to get picked up by our, our our parents. And there was a dead bird on the ground, and my sister was there, and she picked it up, and we brought it home, and then we buried it. I <laughs> my mom was not happy. <laughs> I had not thought about this moment in my life for quite some time, but when I lived in Poland for two years, uh, one time walking with some friends. Uh, there was a dead bird on the sidewalk, and I and one of the friends avoided it, and our third friend took the opportunity to step on the dead bird, which made a sound, <laughs> and it went, <laughs> and 
And then he kind of freaked out. He said, he's like, oh, it's still alive. This was all in Polish. He's like, it's still alive. And he reached down to, like, pick it up. And he said, no, it is dead. And he threw it over a fence into a yard. And he said, what? He's like, I guess it just had some air in its lungs. And then we kept walking. It was... It was an off-putting experience <laughs> to see, like, two people avoid the dead bird on the street, and one person, like, kind of pointedly, like, eh, and, and just like, whoo, as the air escaped its throat. Which, birds have, like, six lungs, so I'm not surprised that there was still air in the lungs, because they have a continuous circulation system for oxygen, but anyway, uh, it, the dead bird, as it, as the air was pushed out... <laughs> Made a bird sound. It was just a pigeon. There were tons of pigeons. <laughs> this was not the last of its kind. I, mean, no, but, <laughs> I just but tossed was, over a fence. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then like, the moment where he like, picked it up, he's like, no, it really is dead. It, it must have just been some air in the lungs. And then tossed it away, and we're like, what in the world was this experience? <laughs> and then it became kind of a, a joke um, between those friends where if, if you're not paying attention while you're walking, maybe <laughs> someone's like going to get behind you, and as you step down, they're just like, <laughs> no, I didn't step on a bird. <laughs> uh, listeners, you can play that game amongst yourselves. Too. <laughs> so uh, back to Little Mermaid. Okay, I okay. Uh, I had I was watching this minute. I was like, oh, I get one of the money shots of the film where we get the um, super backlit Ariel it, with sun, the sunlight, sun right behind her head, glowing hair falling around her face as she's singing. Um, and stroking uh, Eric's yeah, face. Yeah, a lot of caressing of Eric's face in this moment. And it reminds me of um, the the TV show Scrubs would always make fun of this whenever like a woman who's going to be JD's new love interest <laughs> entered a scene. The They do the fan blowing and the, the backlit uh, behind their hair, the woman's hair, and, would move and, ga- and gauzy, yeah, like a gauzy lighting that happened. And I've also been watching a lot of the old, uh, the original Star Trek series, and this often happens when Kirk first sees a woman. <laughs> it's always Every like, woman. yes, ha- very backlit, and the gauzy lighting all around, uh, around her. Yeah. Um, and it, and so it's a kind of you know trope that says beauty. Like yes. like in filmmaking, this is supposed to mean beauty, and we get that full on for Ariel. Ariel uh, in the in this sequence. Well, it was okay. So it's dark at first. Like it's still a little bit cloudy, and her colors are muted. Like her hair is not. Yeah, like we as just got through an entire week of nighttime and storm. Right, and then she she's singing, and she ends up singing about the sun. So the the lyrics that she sings up to this point are, What would I give to live where you are? What would I pay to stay here beside you? What would I do to see you smiling at me? Where would we walk? Where would we run if we could stay all day in the sun? Just... So is it in the sun that she says that line? So she, she says... Um, she says all day in the sun mm-hmm. and it's a, a, and that's it's the, a wide shot but you see the sun starting uh, to stream through right at that moment because in my future I'm only here for five minutes but it gets pretty dark and overcast <laughs> in, in my yeah. next in my next few minutes uh, so the weather does some weird things does she have magical powers over the sun Don't and she's summon so. it by singing because that's what we've so. witnessed right now it was storming then it wasn't and it's about to be storming again I'm just inclined to say no no and I don't know if it really breaks into storm or if it's just more clouds. overcast. And, overcast. Yeah. Yeah. and this was just the sun breaking through okay. um, the clouds for, for a moment. Uh, I think that particular glamour shot of her is not as good as 
the other upcoming. Yeah, I've Primary got I've got the real Little Mermaid money shot I think coming the, up in two minutes. Yeah, um, the the proximity of the camera to her makes the animation seem a little bit off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they do a better job in the in the next glamour shot. Um, and then his his face as he's staring at her with this sunlit background, like he's just like he suddenly wakes up. Yeah, he, and he's probably blinded by that sunlight. Right. He, like, he can't see what's and going on. And then he's on. like, oh, there's this beautiful girl singing to me right here on the beach. How did I, like, wouldn't you be like, what happened? How did I get here? What, who like, is so this person? He was he, probably unconscious since the explosion. Yes, which has probably been several hours. hours. It, was, it was nighttime. Enough time for his pants to dissolve below the cat <laughs> Yes. <laughs> just his, just the below the cat. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> don't worry. Well, and, and <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry, young listeners. My 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 best argument for that is uh it it was the abrasiveness of her dragging him up the beach. Which or, not sure how she did. That. Or but, but, or did what, she what? pass over some coral on the way and just and, dragged his legs? And, didn't pay just, any attention. Just, <laughs> was yes. <laughs> Grab pulled the the, yeah. um, the shoes right off. And but if she was doing that, was she doing it under the water and then? So basically, she's drowning him. No, more. no, no, no. I'm sure it was, it was like a, a high, a yeah. high ridge. So I, the, the same coral reef that's causing the breaking waves during her okay. right. the finale okay. of her song. I, I can take this because I was just uh, earlier this summer, uh, my wife and I and our oldest daughter took a vacation to Hawaii, and those coral reefs can be rough. I will just tell you, oh. near the shoreline, you can get pushed up against them. I had some bleeding happen as Ooh. all of a sudden I was like, whoa, what was it? Ow, ow. <laughs> oh, and you can get scraped pretty badly yeah. just by on, the, on the sand. sand. Yeah. I went boogie boarding for the first time in my like conscious memory this very summer and he was there were some scraped. scrapes. He... There was some some tumbling in the sand and some scrapes. It was very fun. But I could see how that would um you know, rub some pants the wrong yeah. way. I'm definitely. I, I 100% buy coral now as a, the explanation yeah, for this. I think the coral, with the, uh, by, and that yeah. lines up with like their distance from the the breaking waves mm-hmm. and everything. I could, yeah, I'm gonna go with that as well. Okay. Then her last three lines of this minute mm-hmm. for for the song before there's like a pause before she finishes singing this, the reprise. She says, "Just you and me, and I could be part of your world." This is the first time we hear. The words, part, part of, of your, your world. world. Even though the previous song, like this is the reprise, the previous song was also called Part of Your World, even though she only said part of that world. Yeah, it should have been part of that world, and then this one should have been part, part of, of your, your world, world instead of but part I'm, of your world. Reprise. I'm okay with this inconsistency. The original lyrics for this, for this part of the reprise were, I'll never be part of that world. Ooh, and That's... and then she was going to die. Like, and then Grimsby was going to come, and, and and she'd dive away, and then she'd dive away, really sad and everything. Mm. That that was one of the few things that they were able to convince the lyricist Howard Ashman to change. He was. I think that's and, a good call. Yes, because they wanted it to be more positive and more. Because that's a re- that's a like, real down. Then lead then... her into being more happy. Right, because and the idea of being in love and everything. Yes. Like, I'm gonna find a way to do this. Yeah, because we're about to enter her um, Twitter painted phase. Yes, and instead it would have had to be of melancholy, brooding love. It's if like, that I'll was never the, be part of that world. Yeah, like, that's then then that's you rough. Then you get the mopey teenager instead of the the happy Twitter painted 
teenager, and we don't need that. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. So I think a good call to make this particular change. Yes, and it, like Howard Ashman was one person that was hard to convince him to change anything, and it was like one of like five things that they were able to convince him to change. Maybe even not that. Yeah. I always understood filmmaking to be collaborative. <laughs> but... he, he was the lyricist. So he, yeah, he... I mean, he was collaborating with Alan Menken. I know, but, all but he was not as interested in collaborating collaborating on the story, I guess. <laughs> the... uh, mm-hmm. well, I think, okay. I think they, they, they had storyboarded it kind of in a way that made it seem that the way that he had originally put mm-hmm. the lyrics made it that way. Okay. Yeah, and we're not sure exactly how the collaboration process works for these Disney films that are musicals and the balance between people that need to write a whole bunch of music and lyrics and also telling a story. Because the directors and writers aren't the same people as the composers and lyricists. Mm -hmm. And so where all of those responsibilities take shape isn't right. super clear. But yeah. they also for this for this film compared to other Disney films and other films in in general this film they did try to collaborate um, very closely very in that closely. group. That's that's sort of the 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 filmmaking uh A team is is the directors and in this case directors and writers because they were the same people and the musicians and lyricists um working together which like um with Moana, Lin-Manuel Miranda pretty much deserves a story credit for how much his his songs are integral to the story. And um, there's demos of several songs which did not make it into the film or were removed from the story, basically, um, but still play a part in character motivations and things like that. So, like, the music is very significant in, in these Disney films about how they work with the rest of the film. Um, and... I think all, all the musicians basically in the Disney movies are deserving of some kind of story credit for the amount of work they put into it that develops the characters and things like that. Yeah. That's all we have for you today, listeners. We are part of Dueling Genre. You can find us and many other podcasts at DuelingGenre.com. There you will also find a link to a Patreon page where you can support all Dueling Genre productions. We are on Twitter and Instagram at DizMinute, on email as DisneyAnimationMinute at gmail.com, and on Facebook at the Disney Animation Minute Secret Essential Listener Society or Damsels Group. Our guest can be found. Oh, I was caught off guard. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I'm i part of Protagonist Podcast, which is also in the Dueling Genre family. And, uh, so also DuelingGenre.com. Yeah, DuelingGenre.com, or you could look up the Protagonist Podcast uh, fan page uh, on, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We would like to thank Star Wars Minute for starting all of these movies by minutes off and kind of spreading it around and making it popular. We would not be here if it were not for them. Yeah, I don't know. Like, they had to do it first, or else it was not going to happen for so many other films. And there's a ton of them. Until next time, listeners, thank you for making us part of your world.